$1.8 billion has been raised by startups in Africa in quarter one of 2022. We also look at future-proofing education using insurance. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial. A McKinsey report on the future of insurance identifies personalization of insurance products and the development of flexible products for a challenging regulatory and law interest environment as some of the ways to future-proof insurance. In this episode, Tish Makwanesi, an insurance expert, talks about innovations and new product lines in insurance that look to future-proof education. The pandemic forced innovation in education to come of age with multiple lockdowns that changed the face of learning. Why is it important to now future-proof education? One of the determinants of, uh, of economic growth is an educated and skilled workforce. So when you look at economic powerhouses, one of the things that is very clear is that there is an educated uh, workforce, uh, there is a culture of innovation, which also is informed by, by exposure and education. So we, we, with, without a robust education system, a country will struggle to create new leaders. It will struggle to be innovative and to remain relevant and in touch with, uh, with their peers. And where education systems are not optimal, you also start to find that a, com- a country continuously has to rely on people coming from other places in order to innovate and as well as to start up businesses and to create jobs. So by investing in education, I think we are investing in growth. We are investing in the future of the country. And when the education is interrupted and people cannot learn you know, over the last couple of years, so if you look at it this way to say, over the last couple of years, you've had children that have not been able to go to school. So they've literally been pulled back a couple of years. So it's going to be two extra years before those children can be put into the workforce to take up new jobs, to create new companies, to create opportunities for other people to be employed. So it's almost like the cycle falls backwards. And the link that we're drawing is to say, by investing in education, ensuring our educational institutions are insured and then the education of the students is not interrupted, we're saying children can get through their schooling on the right schedule, become part of the workforce, become part of the business owners, the scientists, the journalists, the doctors, the engineers, whatever it is that they they, they, they have studied to become. And in that way, they make a contribution to the economic growth of the country. Personalization of insurance products. Are the new innovations in this space meeting the varied needs of consumers? So I think, you know, when we start talking about innovation within the insurance space, I think there are a couple of things that immediately come to mind. The first is relevant products to say, do the products actually speak to the customer needs? And that's very important. So that's the first step, I think, in innovation is being able to identify the need and then providing a solution or an answer to that need. Um, so innovation speaks to the products. You know, do they make sense to, 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 to our customers? But even more importantly, I think when we start speaking about African innovations, we cannot ignore digital distribution, the ability to reach our customers where they are. So we have development concentrated in, in urban nodes, if you want to call it that, but we also have a significant rural population, people that are not necessarily in towns, but you know, cell phones have become ubiquitous and they are wherever we are, literally. And it becomes important that as insurance, we start looking at distribution models that enable us to reach our customers where they are, as opposed to just waiting for them to come to us. 
So I, I, I see some of those innovations coming through and that's the kind of change we also want to see in insurance to say, how do we distribute information? How do we make people aware of the need? And how do we also partner with organizations? That's the role I see innovation playing. That was Tish Makonese, an insurance expert. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Startups in Africa have raised over $1.8 billion in quarter one of 2022, breaking the record established in quarter three of 2021 by just a few millions. Compared to last year, there's been 2.5 times more funding raised in quarter one of 2022 than quarter one of 2021. The big four still attract the vast majority of funding at $1.5 billion, about 83%, with Nigeria leading the way at $600 million dollars followed by Kenya at $482 million, South Africa at $228 million, and Egypt at $202 million. The performance of Kenya is particularly impressive as there's already been more funding raised in 2022 than in 2021. If we look at year-on-year growth, now that is comparing quarter one of 2022 to quarter one of 2021, the best performer out of the big four is Egypt that has managed to raise 4.9 times more year-on-year, followed by Kenya that has been able to raise 3.7 times more year-on-year and Nigeria that has raised 2.3 times more year-on-year. In South Africa, startups have raised less in quarter one of 2022 than in quarter one of 2021, registering a 16% decline year-on-year. But still, they have three more quarters to make up for that. Finally, the best year-on-year performance really comes from outside the big four, where quarter one of 2022 funding has reached $306 million. That is 7.7 times more year-on-year, which is 50% more funding raised there. Quarter one of 2019, quarter one of 2020, and quarter one of 2021 combined. The annual inflation rate in Tunisia accelerated to 7.2% in March of 2022 from 7% in the prior month. It's the highest reading since February of 2019. Main upward pressure came from prices of alcoholic beverages and tobacco, clothing and footwear and furniture and household items and routine household maintenance. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.8%, accelerating from a 0.3% rise in the previous month. Kenya's PMI fell to 50.5 in March of 2022 from 52.9 in the previous month, led by a much softer rise in new orders and output levels amid reduced client demand as inflationary pressures soared. However, employment levels increased slightly as firms attempted to boost capacity and complete new orders. On the price front, both input costs and selling charges reached their highest level since early 2014 as purchase prices were reportedly exacerbated by the war in Ukraine and government taxes. Despite high prices, input purchasing continued to increase sharply as firms looked to stockpile goods as they worry that supply could worsen and also due to a further improvement in vendor performance. Looking forward, business confidence drops to a series record low amid concerns of rapid price inflation. And a quick look at the markets. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index fell 1.2% to close at 74,359 on Wednesday, extending losses for a third straight session along with its global peers led by heavyweight tech stocks 
as hawkish comments by U.S. Federal Reserve officials weighed on sentiment. At the same time, investors worried over the impact of tougher sanctions against Russia on the global economy. Now, the Naira fell slightly against the U.S. dollar at the official market a day after it recorded no movement at the spot market window. Nigeria's Naira closed at 416 Naira for $1 at the close of business, representing a 0.21 or 0.1% devaluation of the Naira traded in the last two consecutive sessions of the NAFEX window. This is the lowest official rate the Naira has traded at the -the over-the-counter market this week. Arabica Coffee Futures on the International Commodity Exchange crossed the 2.4 US dollar per pound mark in early April, extending their upward momentum to levels not seen in a week as investors assessed signs of more robust export demand against the backdrop of diminished crop prospects in Brazil. World coffee exports reached 11.4 million bags of 60 kg in February, which corresponds to an increase of around 1.8% compared to the same month in 2021. This is according to data from the latest ICO report. On top of that, Brazil's 2022-2023 coffee crop is projected at 64.5 million 60 kg bags by Dutch bank Rabobank, below a previous estimate of 66.5 million bags. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial.